Good evening and welcome to Being Black and Craft, where we don't apologize for recognizing our influence on craft beer. This is Angie, the Undeniable Vixen, your moderator, and we have our special guest tonight, Black Viking, uh, Sean. What up, and what up? Hey, so uh, of course I have some church announcements. It seems like it's getting more and more. The more that we're getting in, going to spring and summer, there's more stuff, things, more things that are going on. So want to give quick uh, church announcements for sure. Remind people about CBC. Um, it's coming up. And if you are a woman, and di Black, Indigenous, woman of color, BIWOC person, House of Lucy, Lifting Lucy, is offering accommodations. The only thing that you need to do is, uh-oh, the only thing that you need to do is, um, apply you can go to liftinglucy.org um through that website or you can also use a qr code on ig which is by walk in beer also uh this coming very very soon whenever march 1st is it's coming soon i think it's this week yes this week march 1st i'm going to be uh Talking to the guys with Brothers and Booze. And then on the 31st, I'm going to be with the fellows at Bruising Banner Podcast. Also, if you're in Atlanta or you love going to Atlanta like I do, Crafted for Action. They have their early bird as well as their VIP tickets on sale. And if you are so inclined, um, I think she's also still taking um, proposals if you're wanting to do something virtual or in person in Atlanta, reach out to Jen Price or go to the Crafted for Action website. There's lots of information there. Um, let's see. One thing that came about that I wasn't privy to, that I didn't really know anything about that was going on, was this weekend, there was something cool happening in California, which was the Black Joy Parade. So that was something really cool going on. It was like, you think about Black black Boy Joy, but this was just completely Black Joy, period, in Oakland, California. They had a parade. They had a section of festival, just everything, just really, really cool. And I saw uh, several people that I know that, went, that made the flight out there to Oakland and enjoyed themselves. And this picture right here just personifies Black Joy to me. Oh, my contacts going nuts. And I just thought that was just so, so amazing. Um, ooh, my contact. So then, ooh, going still into festival mode, barrel and flow. Barrel and flow, you going, Sean? You making oh, the track? Oh, yeah, no, I'd definitely be there. <laughs> I missed last year because we had our, our oh, yeah. annual uh, men's uh, gathering that I do every year with my guys I grew up with. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just, it, it, I couldn't move it at all. You know what I mean? I'm like, ah, I really want to be a barrel and flow, but I really needed that trip. It's an annual thing. Good time for us to, to fellowship and, and get together with the brotherhood and uh, rest and recharge. So, but I will be there this year, 100%. I'm still on the fence. I'm trying to submit a proposal. Okay. So I can commit myself and kind of help myself to get out there. Right. Um, but there's so many other festivals that are going on. Our uh, 
the group that we're going to have on next week is going to be Soul Mega, which is one that I'm definitely going to go to because that's part of my birthday weekend. Give myself that's my present to myself to mm-hmm. go out, go somewhere new and drink beer. Right. Uh, then we also let me get back into um, Atlanta. Atlanta just recently had the Senate bill that did not make it. Senate Bill 163, which is such, I don't know the the best way to say it other than a a true piss off. Um, (laughs) Because one of the things, it it was going to do several things. One thing it was going to do was was going to offer direct donations to charitable events so small breweries can contribute to charitable events directly by enhancing their community involvement and potentially increasing their brand visibility. The most important thing, and I know that um, if you're, if you're, um, following Atlantucky as well as draft season, they put a blurb on because, um, um, who was it? I, I can't think who it was, but one, one of the fellas, um, the manager at Atlantucky, he was, um, interviewed. Yeah. Swerve. Kevin. Swerve. Cause I know I wanted to say, uh, scale so better, but I knew it was not scale. Swerve. Right. So, um, sales at the brewery being able to the small brewery being able to, self-distribute directly to restaurants, directly to, to people instead of going doing that middleman. And that was going to help their their byline as well as get the beer to the people who really want it. And um, then it also had a thing about discontinuing of agreements. So this bill establishes procedures for small birds to discontinue agreements with wholesalers, providing them more flexibility in their businesses relationships. So it was allowing them to like get out of some of the stuff that probably they didn't want to be in, they were probably upside down with the trying to with the demand and the money, and also some tax some taxation uh, in reporting that was going to be helpful. So think about the about the people that's in Atlanta. Remember them um, and vote. Voting is important. It's not just the presidential election that that will uh, set your world in a tizzy. Is these crazy bills that these people need to know that you're out there and that you, that it, that these things make a difference. So I hope that um, they try again. But lastly, as we were doing from uh, grain to glass, we're going to talk about our, one of, uh, I know one of Sean's favorite things, ginger. (laughs) And so this is going to be the last uh, part of our series as we kind of we were we've done uh, so many, about four about four different uh, items that are conducive to the African diaspora that we still use and enjoy. So ginger beer in Caribbean and African cultures, ginger beer is a popular and iconic drink. It's a non-alcoholic effervescent drink brewed by fermenting ginger, sugar, and sometimes additional spices. Then we have ginger tea variations throughout the African diaspora. Ginger is often incorporated into traditional herbal teas, combining ginger with herbs like lemongrass, mint, and it's also benefiting as far as aiding digestion and a natural energy boost. But in Jamaica, ginger is the cornerstone ingredient for beverages like the iconic Jamaican ginger beer or sorrel drink. The spice enhances a vibrancy of the flavors, and that is a refreshing concoction. But in Nigeria, uh, the beverage is crucial called Zobo, 
which is a hibiscus infused drink enriched with, excuse me, enriched with ginger, creating a unique blend in tartness and warmth. Then in Trinidad and Tobago, they celebrate various beverages, but there's one called Mabi, M-A-U-B-Y, and that one is a traditional drink that's made from the Mabi plant or Mabi tree and often infused with ginger to give that extra kick. Then in Ghana, they have a concoction called Bisap, which is a popular, again, hibiscus-based drink adding spicy notes to balance the sweet and tart flavors. Then in Barbados, they um, they have they use it in the cuisine as well as ginger beer and various fruit punches, creating a fusion of tropical flavors. Then in, I forgot to show the picture of ginger. There we go. Um, they also have, let's see, in Haiti. Let me show ginger here. In Haiti, they also have this popular uh, soup called Jomo, Jomo soup, which is a pumpkin soup, which is pretty cool as well. And that, that one looks really good. It's like, um, it's the ginger um, has a little bit of depth and warmth, and they use that to celebrate the hot, Haitian Independence Day. So we also have that. I'm just going to show a picture of the Jomo soup. And see, I I'm one of the I'm the only one of the only black girls that likes pumpkin. It's not my fault. I went to <laughs> and I like pumpkin pie. So it's never death to pumpkin for me. It's great. And I still like sweet potato pie too. But Give me some pumpkin beer. I'm down for it. Uh, I, I, know, I know. I know. I'm a, you know, an outlier. But uh, that's that's that. Ain't nothing wrong with liking pumpkin, man. I don't mind pumpkin. I just prefer sweet potato pie over pumpkin yeah. pie. Even my mother made me a pumpkin pie, and I think she was just like, Ooh. <laughs> she was she was quaking in her boots, but she but she did it for me because. I'm her baby. Right. <laughs> but that's all, that is all the um, church announcements that I have. So I know I can't do it like you. I'm thinking, now, how do, how does Sean, he usually uh, <laughs> makes this, makes his call. I was like, how would I do it? So my version would be, ooh, 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 ooh. Hey, I love it. it. I love it. It's it's to each his own and to each her own, you know. And for me, it's the oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and that that makes it so iconic. So yeah, it's it's, it's just it, it. I know that when I hear that, I know Sean somewhere near. Right. That's it's it. The start of something. That's it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we about to turn up. It's um. You know, I always say it's the ultimate icebreaker because once you do that, there's no going back. Whether you hate the noise, whether you love the noise, whether you're indifferent about the noise, once once I do that, there's no turning back. And that really was a way for me to um, – I mean, I started with basketball with me and some of my guys, um, and I won't get into the whole backstory, but that's where the noise originally came from. But as far as me doing it, like, on social media and on Black Viking TV – I started doing that as a way to get myself comfortable 
um, and to get my guests comfortable as well. Because like I mm-hmm. said, once I hit that, ain't no turning back. We all the way in. So there it is. That's cool. That's cool. So what is, um, well, first off, before we really get into it, go ahead and tell me what you're drinking tonight. So I'm actually drinking since Black History Month is coming to an end. I'm drinking the last can of our Black is Beautiful stout mm-hmm. that we did with Beltway Brewing Company that uh, was in Virginia, but they actually unfortunately closed down um, mm-hmm. about six to eight months ago. But also it was a collab with um, Cajun Fire, <clears throat> excuse me, Brewing Company, which is a Black-owned beer company in uh, New Orleans. So shout out oh, to John wow. Rimthrop and all the folks down there in uh in louisiana and uh yeah we we brewed a 7.1 percent abv beignet stout with actual beignets in the lauder ton so yeah it's got a nice roasty uh almost coffee-esque type vibe to it we uh we thought even though the beignets are in there it's not like a a pastry stout in the Mm. sense where it's like high abv you know very very sweet almost syrupy it's uh again a little dry more dry Got those roasty uh, notes from the dark malt. So, yeah, it's good. Nice. How about you? So, I am, uh, shout out to NTX Beer. He went up the street to Kansas City, Missouri, and he went to Vine Street, which is oh. also a black-owned brewery. Yeah. Uh, massive building. I, I haven't been up there, but this is called Bass Lady, which is a lavender vanilla American style. So I'm excited to try this one out as well. Um, And of course, I have it in my Brown Hornet. Oops. My Brown Hornet glass by 17% drip. Hey, cheers. Cheers to the culture. Thank you. And I'm drinking out of a glass designed by my boy in the label go Arden Ale. Who's a graphic designer. Yeah, that's my guy right there. He's the one that did. Um, our current packaging for Zynga beer, a.k.a. the world's most drinkable beer. And uh, we got some great stuff coming down the pipeline in terms of the Queen, a couple other core products, um, and even a rebranding. Like, Because we already did one rebrand for the packaging. We're going to do uh, a, a third or a second one, I'm sorry. And uh, Zynga beer will take its final form, as we've been saying. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. So cheers to, to my man, Arden Ale. So how is it um, going as far as in your neck of the woods? I know that you were doing some distro. Yeah. I want to hear about the distro, but I want to know how, how did you feel comfortable to get started with, you know, being in what, what, uh, what state are you in, Sean? So I'm in Gaithersburg, Maryland, which is a suburb okay. of Washington, D.C., Okay, you're in Maryland. Yep. So, and so, which is, I mean, pretty, it can be spread out, you know, not as big as Texas, but I'm trying to get my, right. my mind, my mind focused on it. So, what made you say, you know what, it's time to go ahead and start distro? What was the epiphany that you had? Yeah, so my thing is, I always knew I wanted to distribute because I don't own. Black Viking does not own a brick and mortar location. And to be honest, up until about a year ago, I didn't think, I didn't know if I would ever want to own a brick and mortar because Mm -hmm. my whole goal from the beginning was volume, volume, volume. 
distro, 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 and becoming the country's first Black-owned beer company with national distribution. Because out of 9,500 breweries in the country, about 175 to 100 are Black-owned, and none of us have national distribution, which is just is really criminal almost, right? And so mm-hmm. when I hear people say, why don't more Black people um, you know, getting the craft beer, I'm like, well, we don't have access to Black-owned craft beer and access to founders such as myself that are inviting people into this um, not really non-Black space, historically non-Black space as far as the American craft beer scene. And so, like I said, I knew I wanted to, to jump into distribution as early as possible, but we also had to find the right partner um, to do that with because these distribution contracts can be very, um, they can be one-sided if you're not careful okay. in favor of the distributor. And so when we first launched in October of 2021, we sold 43 cases of beer and two half kegs in one night. And so mm. I knew that we were on to something as far as the demand being there. I had done a lot of uh, social media stuff and a lot of on the ground, like boots on the ground, uh, hand-to-hand stuff to build, you know, an organic community. And people really showed up and, and really supported and they loved the beer, which is brewed with the ginger that you so eloquently talked about before. And so um, selling that much beer in one night, the industry kind of took notice, different folks started reaching out. And then we um, settled on Buck Distributing, which is actually Maryland's largest distributor and one of the largest distributors uh, on the East Coast. Oh, nice. Okay. Very good. And that uh, relationship has that pretty much start. You, it hasn't been a year as of yet. Right. right. So okay. um, I signed with Buck in May of 2023. Uh, they took over distribution towards like the end of June. And so, yeah, we're about eight months in right now. And, um, you know, it's been growing pains for sure because I, I'm, I, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I'm kind of blazing the trail here because not a lot of black owned beer companies have uh, distribution and not a lot mm-hmm. of black owned company beer companies have large distribution or distribution with large uh, distributors. Right. And of course there are, you know, companies out there, I believe crowns and hops has large scale distribution uh, rhythm brewing in Connecticut as well, but there are not a lot of us at all. Mm-hmm. And so learning kind of on the fly and uh, learning to fail forward, um, you know, has been part of the entrepreneurial journey overall. And the distribution game has been no different. Just kind of, you know, learning what I don't know, uh, leaning on some of the great reps over at Buck, um, some of my great retail accounts, um, you know, shout out to my folks at Downtown Crown, my boy Dave Burks. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's been a learning process, but we're, we're, we've hit a nice stride and we started off 2024 very, very strong. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm wondering when I kind of got into just, I guess, scrolling through IG, you know, being, you know, scrolling, being nosy, loving Jesus like I do, minding my own business. <laughs> And there's just like maybe one black owned distributor that's like, you know, I don't want to get into the game, but I want to distribute. Do you think it would be more essential for more distributors to be out there and 
since you, you've seen it maybe on both sides, would that be helpful to have, like, say, an organization that said, okay, I'm going to just help you get, get your shit out there? Right. Yeah. I mean, to that question, you know, I, and I say this all the time, beer, like the craft beer industry, it, it's a fun industry, right? We get to wear, you know, for myself, a fitted hat and a sweatshirt. Um, you know, I can go out there in my jeans and Tim's and, and pitch accounts and stuff. And there's a lot of creativity, a lot of um, diversity in terms of the people that consume the beer. And it's just it's a lot of fun. A lot of people are, you know, a lot of craft breweries are rooted in hip hop as well or have a hip hop mm -hmm. influence to them. But at the end of the day, it's a multi-billion dollar business. And so this is big business. Right. And uh, when you talk about the distribution uh, different dis distributors, I'm sorry. A lot of these companies are legacy companies that started 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years ago and have grown into these, you know, massive, massive billion dollar companies. Um, and quite frankly, we haven't had a seat at the table. So I think mm -hmm. to your original question, what, if I'm understanding correctly, would it be helpful for black owned beer companies if there were more black distributors? I believe so. Yes. But then the question is, how do you start up a distributor, uh, a distributorship, right? Unless mm -hmm. you have massive amounts of capital. And like, I've been very adamant from, you know, the founding of black Viking historic systemic racism has really kept us away from generational wealth, right? We're just now getting into an era where we can have an opportunity to build generational wealth. And so if we don't have generational wealth, we don't have access to, you know, uh, uh, the levers of capitalism, of capital, I'm sorry. Then it's like, well, how do we start up this massive project? Because you can't just start up. You can't just be like, I want to be a distributor and start that up and then try mm -hmm. to compete with, you know, every distributor, every big distributor. They're a Miller house. They're a Coors house. They're a Bud house. Right. Meaning that they distribute. So, like, for example, Buck distributes Miller, Miller Coors products. Right. Okay. That means my black Viking Zinger beers in the warehouse with Miller Coors. Miller Coors is multi-billion dollar company. Yeah. Right. So they're they're You know, Buck is moving millions and millions and millions of dollars of their products throughout the state of Maryland. Right. And it's like. How can you compete with that? You know what I mean? And if you're starting up a new mm -hmm. distributorship, can you convince a Miller or a Budweiser to let you distribute for them? That's going to be really, really tough to yeah. do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I can see that. It's like, you know, I just need this one chance. Like, yeah, your one chance. If you go south, it's 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 curtains. You would never probably never be able to work in the town again. Right. So I, I can see that. I can see that. Um, let me just kind of change gears before we uh, go into more questions. So I mentioned that I wanted to play a game. So it's going to be kiss, marry, kill. Oh man. <laughs> so <clears throat> kiss like chef's kiss. Right. Mary, you know, Yes, this this is this is this is my heart and kill like yeah I'm over it right okay so kiss Mary kill farmhouse ale <laughs> okay. pastry stout uh huh sour ooh that's a good one I'm just glad that you didn't say like you know 
Halle Berry. Um, oh no! Jayla, yeah, because I'm like, I'm, I'm about to. Have, I, I want your house to stay intact. Hey, look, I to stay intact. Right, <laughs> my wife upstairs. She about to. You gonna hear something coming down the stairs? <laughs> she throwing stuff out the kitchen, right? Right. Um, so you said farmhouse ale, pastry stout, sour. I'm mm. probably gonna go. Not probably. I'm going to go. Kiss. Pastry stout. Right. Okay. If a pastry stout is done well, um, I'm here for it, especially in the winter time. The only thing is when they become too boozy and like I said earlier, a little syrupy. Um, mm-hmm. that's not that's not my yeah. thing. Then I was like, you know, I feel like I'm almost drinking like cough medicine, cough syrup or something, right? Yeah. But when they're done well, um, other half brewing company, um, they have an outpost here in DC now. And uh, they have like a whole pastry town series and they do some good pastry styles. Okay. Uh, Red Bear Brewing Company. Shout out to uh, my man, Simon B, the owner over there. And Nicole, who's the head brewer, who's a, well, I'm sorry, she's an assistant brewer, but black female, super dope. We did a collab with them last year. She did a, a Biscoff pastry style. Ooh. Right. And that actually won like awards because I mean, it was the balance on it, I believe it was like maybe 9% ABV, but like that thing drank so smooth. It had mm. just the right amount. There's like a little bit of Vietnamese cinnamon in there. Like it was just, I mean, she killed it. Um, so I'm going to go with Kiss for the, the pastry style. Mary, I'm going to go with the Farmhouse Ale. Okay. And that's just because I feel like I can drink a Farmhouse Ale pretty much any time of year, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I prefer it probably in the spring or summer, but I can drink one in the in the fall or the winter. Um, typically with the farmhouse ales, you get more like of the wild yeast strains um, that would do some some like unique things. You get a little bit more nuanced flavor profiles. Uh, I had a good blueberry farmhouse. Ale. I'm trying to think what brewery was it. I can't remember which which brewery it was, but um, I had a blueberry farmhouse ale probably like a month or two ago and it was delicious. Hey. And it wasn't funky? Yeah, so, and it wasn't funky. And sometimes you will get, that's why I was saying yeah. with the yeast, the different yeast strains, you will get a little bit of the, the funk to it. Um, but this one was not. It wasn't. It was okay. it was crisp. Um, it was refreshing. And it was flavorful. Like, it was like wild blueberries in there, too. So you really got that blueberry in there. Had like a blueberry color to it as well. Like that, you know, that dark purple. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with, with the farmhouse ale. Uh, and then for kill, I'm gonna say the sour, just because I'm <laughs> I'm just not a big fan of sours. And um, ever, not not really, not really. They they usually tend to be too tart for me. Or like you know, a year or two ago, there was the trend of the smoothie sours, and yeah. I'm like, this is like a post workout drink. You know what I'm saying? Like it's too thick. Like the viscosity of it, I'm really not feeling it. Even though that's one of the only beers that my wife would drink is a smoothie sour. I think we had one from Drecker, um, which is in yeah. North Dakota. They kind of got like a cult following. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they've got the, um, I can't think of the series that, that it is, but it's like got the cats on there, or the zombies. Yes, or something I know like exactly that. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. but um, they we had one from them, and uh, she liked that one. So, But mm-hmm. it's not not really my thing. Um yeah, that's what I'm gonna go with. That's my final okay. answer. Okay, okay. So, tell me, how is it? As far as I know, you probably have a nine to five. 
or maybe even longer than that. You're making the world's most drinkable beer. Mm-hmm. You have a beautiful daughter, beautiful wife. How Thank are you, you balancing that? Yeah, so that, I mean, that's a great question. I appreciate the kind words too, um, you know, about my daughter, my wife. And then I have two teenage sons as oh, well. Okay. Yeah, so my oldest, Sean II, is 17. He's a junior in high school. And uh, he and I actually have a basketball podcast together. We've been doing for like five seasons, so that's pretty cool. cool and then nice. my youngest son is a freshman, Kai, um, and he's he's shot up. He's the tallest one in the house now. He's like six one. He's playing <laughs> basketball. I coach his basketball team. Um, we just made it to the where we won our semifinal game yesterday, so we play the championship next Saturday. So I'm really excited for that. But um, nice. yeah, I, it's it's funny you say that because I actually back in April of 2023. I um I have been in education for probably 12, 13 years. And mm-hmm. uh, I was a teacher. I worked in higher education as like a counselor, shooting enrollment specialist, a community outreach um, specialist, a program director for an education nonprofit. And I actually left my day job back in April to run Black Viking full time. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it was a thing where it was just a lot of prayer, um, a big leap of faith. You know, my wife and I were just like, all right, we're going to go for it. And it's been it's been hard, to be honest, like, because yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not drawing a salary from Black Viking being very transparent. We haven't yeah. let hit that level of, of revenue just yet. But we're very, very, very close to securing some private equity mm-hmm. funds um, that will allow, like, me to draw a salary, allow us to fully staff up and to ramp up production for um, Black Viking to meet demand. Because we were signed in, uh, we have a large distribution deal in Maryland, but we're about to sign large distribution deals in D.C. and Virginia as well. And so, yeah, that, that you know, like I said, it's been a, a difficult journey, but one that I'm built for, for traveling, one that my wife is built for traveling, my kids are built for traveling. You know, my daughter told me like a year and a half ago that she was going to take over Black Viking when she turned 21. And she was seven at the time. So she mm-hmm. like, yeah, you got you got at least 14 more years to, to do this. You know what I'm saying? You gotta get it together. Cause look, straight like that. Play, old man. That look, straight. <laughs> and she said, because you know, my brothers, they don't seem like they're too too much in the business, but me, I'm in the business. I, I want to run a business. So I don't worry, Daddy. I'll take over when I'm 21 so you can get some rest. <laughs> right. Oh, and I just awesome. Yeah, that just hit, hit me in my spirit. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, as far as time management, though, it is difficult because, you know, and something that I don't think a lot of small business owners talk about, and especially, you know, not to make it a racial thing, but a lot of black small business owners talk don't talk about is that we're wearing all of the hats. You know, a lot of us are solopreneurs, right? We don't have massive teams and we're doing a lot of different things. And the goal to have a thriving business and to scale a business is to not be doing everything, right? And so you have to eventually hit a point where you stop working so much in your business and you're working on your business. And that's what I'm striving for now. So, you know, one of my buddies that has a very successful real estate company here in D.C., he has been someone that has been like, you know, a trusted mentor and guide throughout all this because he's run his business for about 15 years now. And he's like, yo, your time is so valuable. So like you have to really like I've had to say no to so many things over Mm -hmm. the past year or so because I'm like, it's just not 
Like, I would love to do that, but it's not in line with my priorities and my mission right now. Maybe a year or two from now I can do it, but I can't do it right now. And that has been very helpful. You know, unfortunately, having to say no to things, but really like staying focused on what my goals are and what the metrics are for Black Viking has been very helpful. Yeah, I I can I can definitely concur with that, um, especially with starting because it. I was looking at um, clean, cleaning out cleaning out some stuff, and I had like my to do list, like my life goals, and one of them was to start a nonprofit because I've been involved in nonprofit because that is something that is near and near and dear to my soul as far as volunteering. Right. I never, this was never on my radar whatsoever to have being black and craft and having to be a nonprofit and what it all entails. It was fine with me. Oh, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll help. I'll help. But then coming to what you're saying, which I'm learning now, um, unfortunately from you know not trying to have burnout right is saying yeah i would love to but i i you know i don't have the bandwidth to do that right um maybe i can help you at another time or maybe i can refer you to someone else that may be able to do something like that right i literally uh saw a t-shirt that said i'm like i'm so busy i want to cry but i got shit to do right I was like, right. I felt that in my spirit. Right. I want to cry, but I got shit to do. I, yeah. It's just like, you know, because you want to be successful and your dream is to have to, to have that, you know, reach that next pinnacle. Yeah. So, yeah, that that balance is real, is real, real serious. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, 100 percent. And I know for me, again, you know, I'm a man of faith. You know, I stay in my word. I stay, you know, connected in my church. Um, family is always most important. My family, you know, my wife and I, my family and I with my kids and stuff, we pray together a lot. We talk about goals. We talk about, you know, our day at work or day at school or whatever it may be. On Sundays, I typically take the day off, like the whole day off. And I just started that maybe a few months ago because I'm like, if not to your point about burnout, you know, I'll be answering emails all day. You know what I mean? Text messages, DMs all day long. So having that Sunday off, you know, just a whole day where I'm like, I'm not doing any work. It has to be something really, really exceptional for me to do it on a Sunday now has been helpful because then I jump into Monday and I'm rejuvenated. I'm refreshed. You know what I mean? So that's been very helpful as well. Mm-hmm. That's really good. So for <clears throat> for people who may have, I don't know where they've been. But for people who may have never heard of Black Viking and your story about the most about the world's most drinkable beer, mm-hmm. tell us about tell us the name of your king and your queen right. and the world that right. you, the world building that you've had. Right. No, absolutely. And so. Um, the name Black Viking initially was conceived by my um, my co-founder and a former partner, Jamil, who, you know, he liked the name Black Viking. He actually is a biracial dude. His dad is black. His mom's white. His mom's got some, uh, you know, some ancestry from Scandinavia. And uh, Jamil's like, you know, I feel like I'm a Black Viking because uh, 
you know, I'm I'm a black guy, but I like to go hiking and be out in the cold and stuff like that. And I'm like, nah, black Viking, that ain't it, bro. Like, that's, I'm not feeling that name. And so he was like, man, you know, think about it. Talk to your wife, talk to your, your friends and all that. And so I did. And they were like, yeah, that name is kind of tough. Like, black Viking, nah, I like that. And so I started doing some research. I'm like, yeah, no, like, no one's really seen a black Viking before. You know, you look it up, the only thing that comes up on Google is, uh, Idris Elba's character off the mm. Thor series, right? And so I'm like, all right, we might be on to something because it is catchy. And so we hired a, a graphic designer to come up with a, a logo. And she came up with um, the logo that you see on the can now. And I was like, oh man, okay, that's tough, right? But she also came up with um, a, a female Viking, right? She actually came up with the female Viking at the same time as the male Viking. And for me, I have a background in, in uh, screenwriting and creative writing. So I actually worked on season one of um, uh, Double Cross. It's a show on the All Black okay. Network. Yeah, so I was on the writing team for that. And maybe like a couple weeks after all of this, we we're at a dinner party, my wife and I. And um, my wife was talking about Black Viking. And this, like, this lady jumps in. <coughs> Excuse me. And she, thank you. She jumps in and uh, she's just going on and on about Vikings. And I'm like, you know, I'm kind of within earshot. And I'm like, this lady really likes Vikings. So I slide over. I'm like, excuse me. You you really like Vikings, huh? And she was like, oh, excuse me. She was like, well, yeah, I have a Ph.D. in Viking archaeology. And I was like, what? I was like, no, you don't, man. That's not a real thing. She was like, oh, no, trust me. I have the student loan debt. <laughs> Who right. put, put that? Who put that in in uh, in the list for school? <clears throat> <laughs> right. So I'm like, all right, we got to sit down because you know, for me, I like the main reason I got into the beer business is because I love people, right? And so, shoot, my dog came down here. Twix, you gonna have to go upstairs in a minute. But um, I'm I love people, so I'm like, let's sit down and have a couple beers. So I sit down. I'm like, listen, Dr. Weimer, like. You know, tell me what I need to be reading. Like, where should I be looking? I want to build out this whole world of the Black Vikings. Use my storytelling ability and my writing ability to build out this world of the Black Vikings. And I'm like, one thing that I can't get over is, you know, I did just some basic research and I see that the word Viking translates into pirate, right? And I'm mm -hmm. like, when you think of pirate, you think of something negative. So why would these people call themselves basically the pirates, right? And she was like, well, you have to understand, first of all, like these people didn't refer to themselves as Vikings. They were like the Norsemen. Right. And later, like historians called them the Vikings because a Viking is a verb. And I was like, what? Break that down for me. She was like, yeah, Viking is not a race of people. Viking is a verb like the Norsemen would go out Viking. So they would go out exploring and, you know, pillaging and whatever and that was their way of building their fortune but you have to understand the majority of people from that area they weren't actually going out viking they were like farmers they were family people and only a small percent would go out and do like get their glory that's why they got the sagas written about them and all this stuff right and angie when she said that i promise you the whole world of the black vikings like projected out in front of me and I was like, oh, we all in. Like, I see the vision on how to build mm. this comprehensive world. And so I named the king, King Cross. 
right? So I was adopted. Um, I was adopted by Miss Rania Taylor. And then my best friend, who is Trey Cross, his family has been very instrumental in my upbringing. So that was a way to honor them, right? And uh, people love alliteration as well. So King Cross and his cross with a K. And then the queen, I can't tell you the queen's name just yet, right? But, um, you know, she they're, they're married. They have like a whole empire that they rule over. And then they each will have their own drink that can be merchandised together in a way that there's a certain continuity in telling the story of the Black Vikings, right? So that's why I was saying the can that you see here like it's going to look the the next can will look similar but it's going to be changed a little bit so the king and the queen there's a pair there right there's a, a comprehensive pair oh so when i get one of both i'll be able to kind of put them together so you you won't be able to necessarily put them together but the cans okay. will look very similar to each other okay right but there will be female elements on one and then obviously with Zinger beer, this is a very masculine looking can, right? Mm -hmm. So the 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 Zinger beer can will still look pretty masculine. The female can will look a little bit more feminine, but it will all make sense when you see them side by side. Okay, okay. And the storytelling begins. Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, my, my whole thing has been that we're not just a beer company, we're a beer-based lifestyle brand. And that we are telling a comprehensive story of the Black Vikings through beer. Mm -hmm. And that may sound grandiose to some people or just like, oh, whatever. He's just talking shit. But like, no, I really believe that. Right. And mm -hmm. so for anyone that says, what is a Black Viking? Right. Um, you know, is it just it, do you have to be black to be a Black Viking? And one, I say, you know, we're black owned. We're not black only. Just like, you know, any other company, if it's white owned, they're not white only. Or if it's Hispanic owned, it's not Hispanic only or male owned, it's not male only. Right. Two, we have the 12 tenants of the black Vikings as represented by the 12 stars that you can see on my sweatshirt. Right. And those are community, courage, discipline, honor, love, loyalty, mother, earth, passion, perseverance, strength, vision and wisdom. If you embody those things, if you believe in those things and live your life, you know, based on those tenets, then we believe you're a black Viking, right? And so, you know, that's on the on the product side. Then, you know, we'll come out with the the uh, the graphic novels. We're coming with a whole new merch line this summer that will, nice. you know, continue to tell the story of the black Vikings, both male and female. So we got a lot of great things coming in the next like three to four months. Yeah, I was really surprised. I um I was someone sent DM'd me the um the ad that I did. I said, Why are you showing me? Why are you showing me me? Right. She's like, that sounds good. Uh I said, <laughs> You hadn't had I was like, You hadn't had this beer before? Yes. And she was like, No. I was like, oh. I, I was I was honestly shocked because she goes to Barrel and Flow, and I know uh just to give people a, a blurb, if you plan to go, go to Barrel and Flow, you make sure because I know the day is has been he's getting progressively better. And one of the things I know that was um, a, an issue was maps like where can I get such and such? Be sure that you go to Black Vikings tent first because you'll end up if you don't, you'll end up having a face like my face was. Oh, it's gone. 
<laughs> I already had some, but I want to smoke. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I got some cans. Right. Said, give, right. Me a, give me a, give me a can. I want the sticker. I want, <laughs> I want the label. Right. And that's what ended. That truly, I'm not lying, to y'all. That's literally what happened because people continue to go back because it's really that smooth. And I am not blowing smoke. I'm so serious when um, I talk about this beer. So when I talk about it and um, knowing about different things, because I've talked to Sean, you know, we, you know, he's, I've interviewed him before, but I'm still waiting for the different parts of the story because I'm invested and it's not like, you know, you know, we can always find all of uh, Jay-Z's or, Sense or whoever's rap lyrics and make beer names that's going to come and go. But if you ha- if you're persistent and have something truly moving through and having a story, you're going to remember that. Yeah, I'm going to always remember Zinga beer. Yeah. Now it's- I appreciate that, Angie. Thank you so much for the, these kind words. And you know the the queen to to be very Frank, the queen has been done for over a year, over a year and a half, maybe, mm-hmm. um, as far as her actual drink, her logo, the artwork, like all of that stuff has been done. But it's like I said earlier, we have to get to a point where like there's a certain balance between working in your business and working on your business. There's a certain balance of innovating, right? And black folks, we have no problem innovating. We innovate in every industry, right? But then you have to also, and I'm going to use this term as a verb, right? You have to infrastructure, right? And so building out the infrastructure of Black Viking has been my utmost priority for the past year and like some change, right? Because what I don't want to, what I couldn't let happen was we put the queen out and she's hot for a month or two and then it just tapers off. No, if I'm telling a comprehensive story, that means every single detail of her rollout has to be intentional, right? Mm -hmm. And it has to make sense from the timing of it, like the timing of the year, to the packaging, to her name, to getting the trademarks together for her name. All of these things have to be done correctly to the commercials that will roll out in conjunction with the queen to the music, all of that. Like we have, so we're, we're doing a black bottle brunch in June, right? For Juneteenth. Um, And that's where the queen will be released. So it's like a whole production. This is where I get to really put my, my writing and and directing chops to, to use in putting this event together and rolling out the queen and that's when I told you this a while ago, that's when you will get your your queen's box. You specifically, among you know, other people throughout the country will get your queen's box that has the queen in there along with some other little treats. So it's a whole thing because I believe like Zynga beer is a great product. And Zynga beer, I told Jamil this from the beginning. I said, Zynga beer is going to make us rich. The queen is going to make us wealthy. And oh, I, wow. firm, I firmly believe that. Wow. Well, that's, if I can't, that, that is basically the period 
to <laughs> to the to the paragraph of everything. Um, I thank you, Sean. Again, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for everything as far as giving us an insight on Black Viking and where you're going. And uh, I'm hoping that people definitely hear about uh, the balance that it takes and the tenacity that it takes if you're really wanting to be in this craft beer business. And it seems like the more that I do have these conversations with people, I'm not really getting... uh, I'm probably going to think maybe like 30% of people are saying I'm not interested in a brick and mortar per se. Right. I want to get my beer out there in the world because it's taking too long. And I think because we're seeing our pillars not necessarily having a brick and mortar and the struggles and the, you know, the setbacks that they're going through because, um, it's it's just it's just too hard, and I know that one of the things that I talk about as far as like alternative funding, but you know let's let's use their money before we use our own money, right? And uh, and changing that attitude, but yeah, just I hope that people really resonate because as I resonate, and I'm not a beer not a beer per, you know beer maker, mm-hmm. but your story truly does resonate with me with the tenacity and the wherewithal to endure and keep it going and keep um, a positive attitude about it. Because I know there's some hard times. <laughs> yeah, now I and I really, Angie, I can't thank you enough. Um, you know, I you've always been a great supporter and encourager and a light to be honest um for me specifically but also in general just throughout this industry and been someone that's always showing up for people showing up for the culture you know and just using your uh various platforms and your your time and your energy and your resources to uplift ever i mean ever uplift others so i just really want to thank you um for having me on again tonight and for just being you and for being someone who's just super dope and, and super uh, impactful in a very meaningful way. Because like you said, this is not for the faint of heart at all. Like this is um, quite frankly, it's a war of attrition. And I've said mm-hmm. that for a long time. So certain people, you know, have already tapped out. Like I mentioned earlier, Calvert Brewing, I mean, not Calvert, I'm sorry, uh, Bellway Brewing Company in Virginia. They were a huge production facility in Northern Virginia, right? They closed down and Black Vikings still here. And that's that's no disrespect to them. They're good people. You know what I mean? Um, And there's a lot of breweries that are closing all throughout the country. And because it's it's really hard. Necromancer. Necromancer just. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, you know, and there's still new breweries popping up every day as well. So I don't want to sound too doom and gloom. All I'm saying is I'm in it for the long run. You know, I see the vision very clearly. Um, You know, I want to continue to be someone who, you know, uplifts my people, you know, black people. Very, very, you know, I have no, no uh, misgivings about that or no, like, apologies for that at all. You know, we'll continue to be black owned, but not black only, like I said. But I'm also very much about the uplifting uplifting of my people um, through beer, through storytelling, through community engagement, through education, through media, all of those things. 
And, you know, I told you what, what my why was before as far as my daughter saying, hey, you got to keep this thing going so I can take it over. So I'm not going to stop. I'm going to take the bumps and bruises, but like a running back, you know, I'm going to just make sure I don't lose yards and I don't I don't fumble the ball, right? I'm going to keep falling forward, and eventually, you know, we get the hole to run through sometimes, and, uh, you know, I'll be able to take it to the house. Mm-hmm. Well, is uh, other than your IG, Black Viking, is there anywhere else where we can find you? as far as like socials, any socials uh, that you want to plug? Uh, I mean, we got a Facebook page, Black Viking Brewing. Um, okay. You know, I don't do too much over there because again, I, I am the social media manager, right? So, um, <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things where I, I do what I can. Our website, blackvikingbrewing.com is not great. That's currently being revamped, which will coincide with the, the release of the queen in June. Um, but we but yeah, can see I, you live. But we can see you live on what days? Thursday, Thursday at seven o'clock, yeah. and uh, we have some great guests. I will finally be hitting the road this year to oh. do some interviews on the road. That's something that you and I had kind of talked about before. So I'm really, really excited about that. Yeah. I will be at Craft uh, um, Craft for Action nice. um, down in Atlanta. Can't wait to see you guys. See Jen down there and the whole gang. Uh, I'll be at Barrel and Flow. Like I said, I'm not sure if I'm going to actually pour this year. Like I probably will, but I may go just to be a fan because it's oh, such hey, a vibe out there. Lot. Yeah. It, it's such a vibe. Um, but, you know, we'll see. And so, um, yeah, a lot of great things coming down the pipeline. Well, this is Angie, the Undeniable Vixen. I'm your moderator. Now, you can find us on Facebook um, being, excuse me, Facebook, Black and Craft, as well as YouTube being Black and Craft. For whatever reason, uh, Facebook died tonight. I don't know what happened to it. But anytime that we have we go live by the next day, the podcast is available and we're available on all streaming platforms. Do me a favor. Make sure that you go and follow the podcast. Play a po- play a, play an episode because. I would love to be monetized and we need so many to get monetized. And I know, I know, I know that I know at least a hundred people out there in the cosmos that can play it and we can have a, a exactly true uh, downloads from that. So go to um, your pods and Get Being Black and Craft. We are always on there. And you can always go back to YouTube and watch us live again. And I think that's all that I have. Other than next week, we're going to have Soul Mega. I'm excited for that. Shout out to Elliot. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to talk to him. And uh, y'all have an amazing night and a wonderful week. Good night, everyone. Peace. Thank you, Angie. You are welcome.